All right, I'm going to read a series of quotes. You need to pick dog or partner. And Heidi, you can play this too. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so dog or partner. I love waking up next to you every morning. Partner. Oh. <laughs> dog. <laughs> Heidi's dog. torn. <laughs> doom, doo doom, doom, doom. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting a Let's Boop's Newts. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in a one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw, for supporting us. A big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram, at Stray Dog Brewing Co., and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we are going to specially boop your snoots today. Yes. Special boop. So for the first time ever on Let's Boop Snoots, we have a two-time returning special guest on the show. So we have the creator of Doggett Style Dog Training, host of Doggett Style Podcast. He offers an amazing and informative online dog training course and also an inspiring singer-songwriter extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's welcome on the show the one and only Evan Doggett. Woo! Woo! Howdy! Woo! Woo! My, 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 I didn't know to call it. If it are, are you snoot booter? Are you are you boop snooters? Snoot, snoot boopers? We're just snooters. Just snooters. <laughs> Snooty yeah. booters. Uh, yes. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me back. It's an honor to be the only returning. I don't know if that's because I'm the only one that was like, I'll I'll put up with these two again, or. <laughs> Or you were like, we really want Evan back. No comments. Yes, we... <laughs> no comments. <laughs> no, I we really it. wanted it was, you it back of... on the show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun last time. And uh, mm -hmm. now I'm not sitting in my car. I've got a proper setup. And uh, <laughs> that was, uh, I don't know why I was in my car that day. But here we are. Perfect. So... <laughs> Where's it before we get started? We'll have a little doggo update. So, where's your pack at these days, and how are your dogs doing? This time a year and a half ago would have been Pipa, Vega, and Mufasa. We lost mm -hmm. Mufasa um, last in September, I guess. I got hired to go to California to help someone fix their business essentially. He has like a dog walking business and doggy daycare and whatever. And he's, Mufasa was like a 120 pound Great Pyrenees Rottweiler mix. So 
He was a giant boy. You guys, I'm yes. sure, have seen lots of pictures and videos of him. Um, and he was in a help him up harness, which is like the very best. Without that harness, we would have had to put him down a year or two prior easily. Um, it was like a little, he got to wear a little suitcase because he couldn't stand up on his, uh, with it, like his rear end didn't work very well, which was a result of the wrong type of antibiotic. I know you guys want to talk about health today, so we're going to get right into it right away, mm -hmm. is yeah. the number one piece of advice I would give anyone. I mean, I, I say that about everything. <laughs> Here's the number one piece of advice, but a huge, really, really, really important piece of advice when it comes to infections is to always run a culture on that infection. So they take a swab of the issue and then they do a culture on it, which essentially means which bacteria, which antibiotic is going to work against that infection against that bacteria, because otherwise mm -hmm. it's just a guessing game. Um, and antibiotics are extremely wonderful, but also extremely damaging to the dog when you're using the wrong ones for long periods of time, because they still have that problem. So he had like MSRA um, and the wrong antibiotics. And then one of them uh, basically paralyzed his rear end. Um, and I didn't know at that point, this was years ago. This was probably like five or six years ago. And I didn't know about cultures and I didn't know about gut health. I didn't know a lot of stuff. Um, and so as a result, it really weighed him down. But he was like 11 or 12, which is quite old for a Great Pyrenees. But yeah. I mean, yeah. other than that, he probably um, could have kept going a lot longer. But I went away and I was the only one who could really manage him slash. Apparently, he kind of gave up when I left. Um, oh, and so they yeah. made the call. So I came home to one less fur baby, um, which was very challenging. But... Um, he was an old man and he lived a great life and, uh, you know, we had rescued him from a really bad situation. So he lived an amazing life and helped a lot of dogs. I bet. I haven't actually talked about this. Oh. Um, so I'm kind of, it's kind of welling up a little bit, but, um, yeah, he, like do a culture. It's not that much more money. I don't know if it's like this in Ottawa, but I didn't own dogs of my own when I lived in Ottawa, but here in Nova Scotia, I think like, you know, it's a very typically um, blue collar province. People don't have a ton of money. And so the vets are always seem to like try to like cut corners to save money. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like I don't know if that's entirely true, but that's been the experience where I'm like, do an x-ray, do an ultrasound, do a this, do a blood panel. I want a CBC and a super cam. Like I've had to learn all these things to ask for. Otherwise, they just don't do it. Um, yeah. you know, and a lot of this was, I wasn't in the city, so it's not like I was seeing multiple vets. It's kind of a country doctor. I mean, like a town vet. Um, so yeah, the, the thing that I learned big time from that, and I just, you know, uh, all of the experiences that I've had, that we've all had, that we share, that we're, you know, brave enough to share about, uh, will help other people, right? Which is why podcasts like this are so important and um sharing our stories so as a result um or most recently rather a client of mine their puppy 
was having a really hard time house training and i was like all signs point to a new uh, to a uti very common mm-hmm. with puppies and female dogs um but yeah they i told her to do the culture i mean i say to do a lot of things so i think it got missed and wrong antibiotic and so this puppy has had a uti for like months now um, which will cause a lot of long-term things and been on antibiotics for a long time so um, when your dog is on antibiotics it's really good to still give them a probiotic you would think you would just wait and not waste it because every time you give them the antibiotic it's killing all the good bacteria uh, and the bad bacteria in their gut but um, rather than them being at zero it's kind of it's keeping them afloat as you're giving yeah. them probiotics during that time. So uh, that is a long way of saying we're down to two dogs <laughs> and uh, Pippa and Vega are doing very well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> no problem. It's interesting. I'm kind of like in a, well, I don't want to say similar switch, uh, sitch because I only ever had two dogs before, but the last time we spoke, I had um, Gibbon, my perfectly trained gentleman, Weimaraner, and then mm-hmm. Becky, who was like a houndy mix, like rescue. And Becky, uh, we unfortunately lost as well. Um, mm-hmm. We thought it was a UTI. It was right around Christmas time. And um, uh, she was like constantly asking to go outside, squat walk squat walk squat i was like that is a uti for sure so took her into the vet right before the christmas holidays thank goodness i was lucky to get in and i couldn't get like a urine sample from her because like the snow contaminates it and stuff like that so they were like they were like no for sure sounds like a uti put her on the antibiotic things seemed to improve over the week and then exactly one week um to the day that i brought her initially brought her in um, I was working a shift at work and one of my kids texted me and said, um, I don't think Becky's feeling very well. I was like, okay, I'll be home soon. Came home. It was like close to like one in the morning. She was very clearly in pain. And this was during the pandemic and where there was a vet crisis in Ottawa. And so I called the emergency vet and they were like, I don't know what to tell you. Like we cannot accept like anybody. Like, so both emergency vets, 24 hour vets were, were closed. They're like, you're gonna have to drive to Montreal. But by the time I did that, it was gonna be close to like our vet opening anyway. So I had some painkillers from like my previous dog and tried to give her pain killers. I stayed up with her the whole night, which was like the worst as you can imagine. Sure. And uh, took her into the vet in the morning and it turns out it, it wasn't a UTI, it was a bladder tumor that occluded her bladder. And we unfortunately had to put her down. She was like 12 years old, same thing, a bit mm. older. And um, anyway, so that, of course, that's difficult. Like, and when anybody talks about losing one of their fur babies, you like, even the toughest of gentlemen will well up <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and, yeah, for uh, sure. And I, I remember um, on the last show, like after we recorded talking to you about wanting a cane corso and I was like, you know, getting, getting ready to get myself this like big dog that I always wanted. And yeah. uh, my family absolutely refused. So <laughs> called, <laughs> called, called the Weimaraner breeder and <laughs> we got ourselves a second Weimaraner. But this one, we oh, didn't wow. start from a pup. I asked if like we were curious about when they were doing pups. And I said, if you if anybody returns, let me know. So he called me three days later to say that Gibbon's cousin got returned to them and that she was in the litter right before him and their moms were like legit sisters. Oh. So I was like, I'll take her. <laughs> and so I've got um, two five-year-old Weimaraners. But the unfortunate thing was that like she came 
she is the opposite of my perfectly trained gentleman. <laughs> sure, sure. So it was like an adjustment and still continues to be a work in pro- progress. So that's where I'm at. Two Weimaraners, the, my, my angel and my devil. <laughs> yeah, wow. I have two devils now. <laughs> oh, do you? You added? So, yeah. So yeah. I haven't lost any dogs, which is great, but I have gained one. Yeah, um, good. We rescued... He, came from the pod cake rescue organization but he is from up north so we call him like the fake pod cake um, from manitoba and we believe he's a manitoba (laughs) (laughs) the manitoba pod cake yes Mm. (laughs) the snow pod cakes um (laughs) like a husky malamute maybe akita mix okay so we're dealing with like some like from the the akita different stuff than we've dealt with ralph um like he's adorable he's cute ralph's a golden yeah ralph is a golden yeah Yeah. so they're completely opposites sure how do they get along they're good they play all the time great um our rescue's name is millhouse (laughs) great name so yeah they play all the time but they're the complete opposite where millhouse is more like a cat and he likes to sleep which is surprising given that he has probably some husky <laughs> in him. I don't know if you oh, can see Oh, is that him? Oh, wow. He's yeah. yeah. He's adorbs. That's him at my place, hanging out for a bit. Cool. And Ralph is always like, go, go, go. I want to be like in the thick of it. I love everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been good. Some challenges, but it's been good. How how much does he want to sleep all the time? Um. He's like a little bit more energetic now. I would say he's almost one now. Okay. But like a quick walk and he's good for for quite some time and he'll just lie down and his head is still up and he'll fall asleep like a cat. Um he's just happy just happy to mellow. Yeah. Cuz sometimes that is sometimes that is like health issues stuff. Sometimes yeah. that is got it got related stuff. I had a I don't know if you saw that post about Theodore, the golden doodle. Um, Yes. His energy just, he's (laughs) the the, like second or third week. I was like, you kind of wish he wasn't like this now, don't you? (laughs) Now that he's healthy, (laughs) you know? And they're like, we're happy he's healthy. But yeah, he's, he's a doodle puppy again. Um, And sometimes dogs are just mellow, you know, like. Yeah. um, I think he's just mellow. Like he's a good good amount of energy. Yeah. But not like Ralph. Ralph is go, go, go. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Which is all right. Well, cool. That's good. It's, it's, I think two is the perfect number. I think like yeah. it's easier than having one in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. they just, they're together, they're company. As long as they're not, you know, trying to kill each other. Three's complicated. Mo is, Mo really, really, really wants a puppy um and i'm like i prefer not to i mean i definitely want a puppy like it's these um yeah it's it's and it's these uh a client of mine has this rottweiler that's like the most happy-go-lucky just knucklehead mo's always wanted a roddy but there's you know there's there's a lot of factors for me a like most people are not okay with a rottweiler you know like Mm -hmm just seeing mm-hmm. a rottweiler even myself i see a rottweiler and i like start calculating you know i just like versus you see ralph or 
some other a Weimaraner or whatever. Or I even, find people are like, like that little... even with with my Weimaraners. Like oh, I've really? had people like react pretty strongly. I don't know if it's because we're like in a small dog town or what, but like people are like, ah! and I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, <laughs> two, two Weimaraners. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's that and. Uh, Three's a lot. Three is, it's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. three's a lot. I, um, I agree. So, so no puppies. <laughs> no puppies. <laughs> no puppies. Not yet. No puppies. Not till Vega kind of ages out of like, she'd prefer to stay home than go to work kind of thing. That's when I'll, yeah. That's when I'll sure. get another one. Yeah. Yeah. And then it starts up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's the same with kids. I can't imagine starting with like a baby again. I'm like, no. Oh, the guy that did my website the first time over, he had uh, four sons. It was like 31, 29, 25, and one. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I have they two were sons and, and that like, just like, I feel for that dude. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No. Uh, so just to recap, uh, the last episode that we did, we went extens- pretty extensively into uh, Evan's background and his various areas of expertise. And then we got into a lot of doggy uh, body language. There's there's my jerks who are alarming us to um, somebody at the front door, most likely. Air. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, air. Somebody, you know, black. going to the park. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we talked a lot about that. So we decided to focus this episode a little bit more on health because it can be a lot of uh, o- overwhelming information. Uh, Google is not necessarily the best <laughs> thing to use, like resource to use in like these situations. There's like contraindicating information like all over the place. Even vets sometimes I find like um, can be overwhelming for people to find a good veterinarian where you don't feel like you're being pressure sailed into like, all kinds of products that may necessarily not even be good for your dog. But um, anyway, so if um, you don't mind if, if talking about health today, I'll sure. uh, kick, kick us off with our first question. So um, the first question we have for you is that we know that your dog training includes um, uh, talking about dog's gut health. And we were just wondering, like, where do you start with people with a new dog or even somebody new to your program? How do you start that? Do you start it about food and it's again, like kibble versus raw and like what people are able to afford and do and just sort of, where do you even begin on that topic with, with people? I used to be a real hard ass and be like, if you're feeding these kibbles, unless you switch and do these other things, I can't work with you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and the, uh, yeah, which is which is a bit much. What I've learned is that change takes time. This is all very overwhelming for for mm-hmm. people. Like they're especially when they reach out to a dog trainer, they're already like most people are embarrassed. Most people most people don't want to talk to a dog trainer. Most people like I coach um, dog trainers now a lot more since the last time we talked, and it's one thing that I tell all the trainers that I work with is like. People don't like one out of a hundred is really going to be excited about working with you. They're going to be the only reason they're going to be excited is because they're desperate. (laughs) And so uh, because it's embarrassing, people want it. People take um, it was like that rude dog post that I did. Like, don't take your dog's behavior so personally, like it's not a reflection of your value as a human. Um, So what I do now is I ease people into nutrition. I ease people into 
better health by just making small little suggestions each week that we talk. The material's in the online course, but it's much less over what, like it's much easier for people to transition to a fully balanced raw diet if that's what they want to do, if that's what they want to choose to do incrementally, right? Rather than being like, you know, read all these books and do all this stuff and join this program and get this. It's just, it's too much and people won't do it. You just get overwhelmed. It's why I didn't do it. I just got overwhelmed and, you know, bought all the courses and then threw my hands up in the air and, you know, gave them more kibble. Um, so the things that I, I kind of, I have a little email that I send out to people. Um, let me just pull it up right here. So basically like we do a lesson, we do our first lesson and then, and in that I already know what they're feeding. And then I just ask them if they're open to adding in some fresh food. And I'm mostly starting with um, just stuff that they already have in their mm -hmm. fridge uh, because it's not overwhelming for them. So some of those things include a raw egg, uh, coconut oil is a big one. The, going back to the raw egg, the shell is really great for the dogs. You got to wash them first. And, and if you don't want to give the shell or the dog doesn't want the shell, the inner layer of the shell, I just crack a little, okay. you crack the egg in half and then the in inside layer, you can just kind of peel it out with your, with your finger, just crack a little piece of the egg and it'll just slide right out. Dogs love them. You don't need to cook the eggs, but you can, if you insist. Um, but yeah, you just throw it in a bowl, coconut oil, um, can of sardines and all of these things you just do incrementally. So you don't give your dog like four tablespoons of coconut oil. The first time you give them coconut oil, you know, like they, they, especially sardines, they're going to, unless you want to like wipe up diarrhea all night. Yeah, exactly. Um, and some dogs say. can handle it, but some dogs just can't because they've only been eating kibble. Um, do you have any blueberries or blackberries or pomegranates or anything like that? Give them couple of those you got bananas if they're green even better and if they're not you can give them that too uh spinach kale broccoli all that stuff and and a lot of the things that you're going to be throwing out like the broccoli stumps I, I don't know too many people that eat broccoli stumps but my dogs love them mm -hmm. um and steamed would be better but like if it's a difference between like i have time to steam it or just give it to the dog raw just give it to the dog raw. Um, and so just adding little things like that, you got some yogurt, as long as it's not like super fruity or grape um, yogurt, give them some yogurt. But also like, okay, if we're going to be going out and getting some specific things also just at the grocery store, because not everybody has canned sardines in their house or coconut oil, but uh, you know, uh, a lot of people have coconut oil now. But anyway, the uh, kefir would be even better than yogurt or kefir, however you want to say it. And just adding little things like this. And then I just tell them, throw it all in the blender, blend it up, put it in ice cube trays, and then give them that like a little multivitamin every day. And every single client is like, my dog just can't wait for that multivitamin every day, you know, <laughs> and they just have that little ice cube um, and they're loving it. And that way we're, we're starting introduce fresh into the dog's diets. But Statistically, it's insane the difference in adding 
fresh food and not adding fresh food, like the study that was done. I don't know how much you guys have followed Planet Pause in their cancer series or any of that, but like they did a study with uh, West Highland Terriers. Westies are are predisposed genetically to um, bladder cancer. And so they did three test studies, kibble, uh, like three groups, just kibble, kibble with 25% orange vegetables, kibble third group was kibble with 25% green vegetables and so any orange vegetable so like carrots and bell peppers and sweet potatoes and pumpkins and orange things whatever it was a, it was a, i think it was 78% reduction in cancer wow 78% for reduction. the orange ones for the orange ones green was wow. 93 what wow yeah. yeah so and when they and then so like in this interview that i was uh, watching to get this information, um, they were talking to a met like a human medical doctor, and the, and the person was like, "We would never in a million years see any numbers that high in human studies, right?" Yeah. But these dogs are just eating processed food every day, mm-hmm. so right. just by doing that, by adding, and that's not even like that's super easy things to do, and there's even more powerful foods than that. So imagine you're adding green and orange and blueberries and blackberries let alone phytoplanktons and mushrooms and probiotics and you know whole fats and and things like that like it's really um really great thing to do so there's a couple of things so like i try to ease people into that and then each week i'll kind of be like and what about this and let's add this and and whatever uh the the only thing yeah go ahead Sorry, I was going to say, I find that super interesting because, like, I, I know that there's, like, a ton of products out there, like, and, and I know that you have, a, like, a relationship with Adored Beast and stuff like that, and that there's, like, all these different things, and then Amazon, too, that, like, once you start looking at ads for things, you start getting all these recommendations and all these videos where they're like, is your dog scratching and licking? Like, you need this yeah. product and this product, and it's sure. a lot of, like, really expensive stuff, right? Like, some yeah. jars or probiotics and stuff can be up to, like, like close nearing the $100 range and like I even tried like I was going through a a thing with with Gibbs at one point where he's always had I found like a sensitive tummy and I've tried like the coconut oil and it made things profoundly worse and it turned like he had a pancreatitis at one point which like they told us to watch fat content and everything so I get nervous with like eggs and like kefir and stuff like that and I finally have them like in a good spot but it does not take much to push them over the edge where it's like we call it the brown laser in our household <laughs> all over the backyard. But anyways, where he gets like profoundly sick, but anyways, but, um, but it is overwhelming, but like, I, I like it's, I like that your starting point is stuff that's already in the fridge and it's come recommended before. And again, with Lou, like she'll eat anything, but I'm nervous to give the, the other one anything in fear that it will push him over the edge type of type of deal. That's yeah, I I would I would be guy. just trying to get his gut figured out, right? Cuz mm-hmm. that's obviously not normal or healthy. So, what I would recommend and a great place to start um is with animalbiome.com. Mm-hmm. So, you send off a fecal, you know, you send a bag of poop to California and they tell you what's going on in your dog's stomach and then they will formulate these little Essentially, it's a fecal transplant. They'll formulate um, these these poop pills. Conveniently here, I, it's something that I want to learn how to do is how to 
learn how to read the reports and then make recommendations. It's what Rodney does here for people around here. Um, he'll do animal biome, excuse me, and then he'll say, rather than buying that kit, we could do this, this, and this to save you okay. some money. Um, but yeah, you know, introducing good, healthy bacteria. And there's other forms of good, healthy bacteria that they can have as well, like Manuka honey is really great for gut health. Um, so adding it like in just small micro amounts of it, potentially. Um, but I understand what it's like when your dog has, and did your dog ever have like metronidazole for um, having diarrhea, like the poop pills, no. you go to the vet and that's good. No, that's so, so that's the other thing with the, with, with the vet and actually maybe I'll just like continue on to the next question. Cause this is kind of where we, we, we sort of were heading anyways, sure. because one of the other questions was when you start to notice health problems with your dogs, like where, where do you start your troubleshooting? Like, w like, where do you start? Like, I, I know obviously it depends on what's going on with your dog, but what are some of the first things that you try or how do you go about your troubleshooting with them? Yeah. I like to, go I, I there's kind of three websites that i go to um dr mercola pets or mercolapets.com um so most of those articles were written by dr karen becker and so she's an integrative vet she's mm -hmm. um she's a one and so you know she, she's it's not like she's against um pharmaceutical drugs um, okay. or operations or this, that, and the other thing, right? It's not, we're not just waving crystals over the dogs. Like I'm sure in some <laughs> ways that might help, but it's, um, you know, she is, she, she's a, she's a, she, she's a DVM. So yeah, I go there, see what I can find. I go to Adored Beast website. They've got a ton of great blogs. And then Dr. Peter, Peter Tobias, who's in BC, between those three things, that's what I'll do to see like what's going on here. And then part of it is like trying to trust yourself intuitively to know there's something going on here. Like um, how long do you try an intervention before you introduce something else being like, no, okay, this isn't working. Let's try this. Like, I don't know. It I mean, it depends. It depends on the scenario, like what's going on health wise, you know, like when Rush had cancer, a very large tumor on his uh, liver, you know, was like quadruple dosing him. And, you know, like it was it was a very, very aggressive treatment plan. Um so it, it, you know, it's hard to say. Like, is are we talking about a skin issue, or are we talking about? Yeah, like uh, let's say allergies, because I find that very common, especially with people with, like on kibble and stuff like that, and even like while well, I'm having it with the Lou at the moment, the ears, the like hives on the belly, like skin where they're like itching constantly and stuff like that, because that's one of I think one of the more common ones. Yeah, I mean, with allergies too. especially, it's like you can't expect, you can't expect to lose weight and keep eating pizza and drinking beer mm -hmm. you know so like if your dog's eating kibble that's causing all the breakouts and the yeast excess and the itchy skin and all that stuff like if you keep feeding processed food it's never gonna get better like it's yeah it really is the root of most 
health problems. It initiates most of it. Like I can't say any of this for 100% certainty. Um, I mean, I, I can in some ways just from what I've learned. I'm not a vet, obviously, right? But if you can add 25% orange vegetables and reduce cancer rate by 80 some percent and green vegetables, 25% of their diet and reduce cancer by 93%, like maybe it's part of the problem. Maybe it is the problem, right? Yeah. And just yeah. anecdotally, like I've worked with, I've really integrated nutrition probably say for the past four or five years and, and quite thoroughly uh, for the past three years and like really incur, not like pushing my clients, but like the ones that want to just seeing massive changes in behavior and, and just because the dogs are happy because they're no longer scratching themselves to death. We get them off the kibble. We add in some supplements. Um, we get their hormones balanced out They're for these spayed and neutered dogs. And they're mm -hmm. just happy and healthy and good. Yeah. You know, we get them off the, the certain kinds of flea and tick medication and, and just make a lot of changes, a lot of little changes. And it makes it massive. But again, you can't expect much or any change, really, if we just keep putting the yeah. same processed food in them so so you're you're in a fairly remote area right like you're outside no, not of... really not really okay no do you mind if i ask you a personal question you do not have to answer this if you don't want to but i'm sure. just i'm assuming you feed your dogs raw yeah and you have two medium-sized dogs yeah do you like do you mind sharing the approximate cost i'm just curious to know no idea okay <laughs> I've, i have no idea i just tap the credit card and leave the store Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those it's one of those things where I just like you know there there are there are ways around I write it all off because they're yeah. they're part of my business too. Mm -hmm. Um I I have I could not tell you. Yeah. I have no idea. There's, but there's but all these the, awesome the, services where we are, but I just find them so costly and I think like again when people and and, and I I understand when you make the choice to get a dog that there's like a certain responsibility that comes with that ownership and stuff. But with, as we know, like a ton of people just on a whim getting a dog and stuff like this or being in a place where they can't afford it. Like it's, it's yeah. Well, cost, I mean, it's like cost, cost barrier. of everything are just going through the roof as well. Right. Yeah. So like, um, no, it's definitely a huge factor. It definitely costs quite a bit of money, but it, you know, I really think it balances out. Here's some things that I do to save money. I hunt. Um, okay. So, I, you know, I, I put two deer in the freezer every year for the dogs. So that really helps. I fish. Yeah. Um, so that helps. And knowing people that hunt and fish because, like, most people don't, you know, take the neck of a deer or take the hind this or the that or just like parts and bits and pieces whatever whatever yeah. you could get um obviously that's not uh you, you know you just like depends how bad you want it like there's a lot of there's a lot of clubs around there's a lot of whatever that if you just go and make friends with these people they'd be more than happy um to help you out so that's that's a bit of an option there are ways to cut the food like i use steel cut oats so it's a complex carb um, I fast my dogs on a very regular basis. Um, so they're not eating every day. So there's that, uh, there's, yeah. so there's lots of ways to, 
um, kind of stretch things. And, mm -hmm. you know, I did an interview with uh, Dr. Uh, Margot Roman, who is, she, she has, she, she raises, so she's a, she's a vet. She raises poodles and she feeds them like 90% vegetables. And wow. yeah, so most, all the other vets I follow think that that's wrong, but her mm -hmm. dogs live like 15, 16 years and she just feeds them wow. like deer meat when she can get it. They've never had a flea treatment. They've never had a vaccine. Um, they live in um, Michigan, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she feeds them like I interviewed her and she's like, she has all these big pots of vegetables behind her. And she's like, I give them a dollop of this and a dollop of that and a dollop of that. <laughs> and I was just like, that is not scientific at all. Um, <laughs> but okay. And my wife is like, this is great. And I was like, this is not great, but there are ways it doesn't just like when you're feeding fresh food, you don't, it doesn't mean you do it all the time either. But one of the very best things you can do for your dog and their gut health and their skin health is fast them. Um, mm -hmm. Like most people are not fasting their dogs because we've been, we have a lot of food is very triggering for a lot of people. We have a lot of food issues in our culture. Um, mm -hmm. And just like personally and, and all that stuff and let alone, you know, it's, it's one of the ways that we show love and like the dog doesn't understand why we're not feeding them. We think they're going to die if they don't eat twice a day. Yeah. This is like so. an, a, a, a consistent argument between my mother and I, because she comes over and my dogs are a beautiful weight. Yeah. And sometimes uh, like if they're not well, obviously a bit on the skinnier side with the Gibbs and his like stomach issues. Well, the Weimaraners too, they always look like they're exactly sleek yeah. so she always comes over and she goes you're not feeding them you're not feeding them enough she's like and she's always like treat 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 yeah, and like yeah, and i'm yeah. like stop you're I'm like i'm stop and then she, <laughs> meanwhile at home she has like easily one of the most obese cats i've ever seen in my life and i'm yeah. like that is not healthy yeah. and do you want my dogs to look like that like that's like what you're doing is worse and like we have this constant debate but anyways it's it's true <laughs> it's true like some people like even since we started the podcast and talking with the various dog owners that we know a lot of people are not comfortable fasting their dogs and even when they are sick it's like you stop feeding them that's the first thing that i do like no more food let's let them clean out for a while and then you slowly introduce like afterwards and um a lot of people have a hard time with that they're like three days are you crazy like oh and it's just yeah. like no like they're they, gonna they be okay yes they're gonna be <laughs> fine i promise so, but three, day, uh, three days is a is a magical number too there's something that happens in the body where the immune system like reboots at three days at 72 hours it's the same thing with most mammals us included um some really cool information about three days about 72 hours it's just like it's it's a very very powerful thing yeah. how often are you fasting your dogs twice a week or would you yep at least so for like, how long is it 24 hours yeah typically 24 hour and then sometimes it'll be two days sometimes it'll be okay three days i'm not gonna feed i'm not gonna like fast them twice for three days in a row in a week kind of thing um i typically do that like once like maybe twice a year kind of thing three three or four day fast um get them get them all cleaned out and it's day and it's days when 
we're active when we're doing things and you know the very first time that i i was recommended to do this by wendy volhard who's like one of the godmothers of um of fresh feeding like since like the 60s and yeah it like she told me to fast my dogs for I think, two or three days <laughs> and like had like the 12 hour mark i was like i'm so sorry i gave them burgers <laughs> you know like <laughs> Um, I just didn't understand. And, and also I was getting a lot of pressure from my wife who like, if I didn't feed the dogs at the exact time, it was a fight. Mm-hmm. Like it was a real trigger in our, in our relationship. And it's hard, you know, when mm-hmm. you think you're doing the right thing and the other person's telling you you're starving the animals. Um, mm-hmm. but I know now, and I, it's, you know, it's, it's, I try not to fight with anybody on anything, but it's one yeah. of those things. It's the same thing. Like clients will be like, my dog's still doing this. And I'm like, well, you're, you're like, at yeah. some point you're going to be desperate enough to do those things. But getting back to the cost of fresh feeding, I don't go to the vet anymore. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't spend any money. Like rush cost me so much frigging money at the vet for, ear infection and droopy eyes and a leaky bird and anal glands and just Mm -hmm. like one thing after the other chewing on his paws and like itchy skin i was always there with something with him uh and then i switched them to raw but i didn't do it soon enough you know he was part boxer so genetically predisposed to cancer but um of course i blame myself in just i i don't really i'm not that i'm not hard on myself yeah. i didn't know any yeah. better and it's like mm-hmm. you're this is dog food and the other thing is human food and, and whatever mm-hmm. but um it's uh yeah so now i i never i never give my dogs kibble i will for like if i forget a treat and clients just have kibble in their pouch like i'm not a, a nazi about it but um i try really hard not to put any kibble in them it's you know yeah. it, it used to be a thing of convenience and now i go well i'll just fast them if i don't have time to put the, <laughs> to put the food together right it's yeah just, yeah it's, well, it's, it's like my previous dog oh, sorry no no, no um no. i i had a chocolate lab before and heidi knows wiggum <laughs> he had so many skin issues like you would pet him and your hand was like greasy and oily um scratching all the time he was smelly and I didn't know any better back then and I'm like I wish I knew the benefits of raw feeding I feel like he would have been a totally different dog and he was very like um very calm like probably some gut issues there that were affecting his energy levels Mm -hmm. I had a friend my mom's friend is a psychologist and I heard an episode about like is your dog autistic on your podcast Evan and she was like I think Wiggum's autistic and I was like yes but it's because he was just so mellow and just really like didn't act like a normal dog (laughs) and now thinking back it's just like oh if I would have done something about his diet would he have been you know a happier dog yeah and again like you're blaming yourself but also like I didn't know any better back then Sure. It's just like parenting. You can only do you can you can do the best with what you know at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It, you know, and it, like, it, you know, having like one of my kids is autistic. He's he's uh, Asperger's, uh, my oldest. And so it's on the spectrum, but the old school Aspie 
crowd is will say they're not they're not autistic um but anyway having a neurodivergent child and being neurodivergent myself and my wife as well and we're all, we're all a little different um of course dogs are different you know of course like if it's um, it's another mammal and their brains are all wired differently i've met some dogs that i am convinced are autistic they have certain triggers and sensory um sensory perception things and and <clears throat> yeah socially all the things that it's like it really points to it but what i've noticed with my own child and my own experience is when i focus on gut health everything's less dramatic everything's less yeah of a roller coaster everything's a little we're all able to like process the information a little bit easier um but that's your your gut and your brain there's a direct um symbiotic relationship and absolutely you know nerves and cells and bacteria from your stomach communicating with your brain so your gut feeling behind stuff is uh, a literal thing yeah 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 Oh my goodness. I feel like, like, even when we first, like at the very, very beginning of our podcasting, like endeavor together, we did like a couple of, it took two episodes to just talk about nutrition alone and the foods. And Vero and I went to the pet smarts and like all the place to like read the bags and be like this and that and the other thing. And it's just like, I feel like an area that you could talk about forever and that, yeah, Google isn't necessarily the best thing. And that, um, so it depends where it leads you, you, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, thank you for those mm -hmm. like specific resources and stuff like that, for sure. Um, I I wish we could continue to talk more. We're getting a little bit under time limit and I wanted to save some some time for some rapid fire questions. <laughs> if sure. you're game. The yeah, fun yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so as you... before, before we go on to that, though, I, yeah. I'll just yeah. say to people like follow Planet Pause on Facebook. It's a must. You learn so much for free, um, joining their $10 a month, uh, inside scoop. You can go in there. Um, you know, Rodney's like pay the 10 bucks, go in there, download all the files, watch as much as you can for the month and, and leave and then come back in another six months to a year when we have more stuff. Like, yeah, don't, don't feel like you need to stay. Um, but there's so much great information on there about like, if your dog has pancreatitis, here's a pancreatitis diet, what flea and tick medications, this, that, like, you know, um, the, the pros and cons and what to do about spaying and neutering your dog and just like every t dental and what kind of bones and what kind of dog beds. And there's nothing they haven't co covered basically in the past three years. Yeah. There's so much information in there um, from Planet Paws, the inside scoop. And, um, and even just like if, even if you didn't do that, they're, their free page, just Planet Paws yes. on Facebook. There's so much great information and a lot of the things um, that they recommend adding to the diet you probably have in your cupboard, like coconut oil, but also I've got the little um, sheet right here. Turmeric, curcumin, wheatgrass, uh, you might not have, but like is super cheap. Milk thistle, super cheap glucosamine, kefir, chia seeds, black pepper, spirulina, raw honey, um, curcumin, all those things are super cheap and amazing for your dog. So there's like a ton of really great things that if you can't always feed fresh food, 
um, or you, you know, like you have to feed kibble. It just financially, that's where you're at. Um, there's a lot of other things that you can just add in a lot of food mm -hmm. waste. They, a lot of stuff that we're putting in the, they just eat, if they're eating kibble, they don't need more starch is the big thing. They don't need yeah. rice. They don't need, uh, potatoes. They don't need any more starch, but yeah. So I would say go there and, uh, you know, just do your best. Your dog will be happy to be with you. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm sold. I've been following Planet Paws, like the free website, but now I'm yeah. sold on the ten dollars a month part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like ten or twelve bucks or something. I think it's ten bucks American, so it works out to like twelve or thirteen or something. But like, again, go in there and they do a live Q and A every Sunday uh, that you can join oh, cool. and, and ask questions, and you know, um, sometimes you get them answered and whatever. There's just like they have great interviews and. You can backlog, watch all the best stuff from the past three years. I love the Q&As. I love the Q&As. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yep. All right, rapid all fire. Right. Yes. So as you know, Evan, we end our show with our guests with some light and fun rapid fire questions. <laughs> We're going to kick it up a notch this episode with more than just yes or no questions. Are you ready? All right. Ready. Okay. When you were five years old, you were bitten in the face by a Dalmatian. Yeah. Yeah. Why were you dressed as Cruella DeVille? <laughs> I was like, wow, I've had a long day to not, get, to not get that. It was Halloween. How could I not? All right, our next one. You have shared with your listeners that all of your dogs are intact. Are you waiting for a package deal? <laughs> <laughs> these aren't these aren't rapid fire questions these are one-liners there's like no answers to these <laughs> these are one-liners but i love them you mentioned that you listened to the number one new york times bestseller book the forever dog at 1.7 speed do you do anything else at 1.7 speed <laughs> drive and um and uh run the dogs run the dogs or live life yeah yeah, yeah that's <laughs> as we're true. saying earlier we're scrambling all the time <laughs> and, le and let's and I, because you guys were hoping for the obvious answer of making love but because we have a, 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 a an eight-year-old and a six-year-old we have to do that at two times speed <laughs> before the kids walk in the room <laughs> that's too funny <laughs> Uh, you sign off your video clips with Bye Meow. Bye Meow. Is this an homage to little Andre and Walter? Oh my God. I, I like, I do, not, I would be fun to go back to the first video of like, when did I first say, know that you're loved? And when did I first say, Bye Meow? Um, God, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, uh, it's, it's probably, the answer is really, it's an homage to me being, like as cheeky as I can at every moment, you know, like awesome. this whole thing Love has it. been about dogs. Bye meow. <laughs> <laughs> Little Andre and Walter. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read a series of quotes. You need to pick dog or partner and Heidi, you can play this too. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so dog or partner. I love waking up next to you every morning partner oh 
Dog. <laughs> Heidi's dog. torn. <laughs> she said dog. She wasn't that torn. <laughs> dog or partner. I love going for long walks in the park. Dog. Partner. And dog. But I'll, I'll say yes. partner. <laughs> That's when we do most of our in- intense talks. Yes. Yeah. While your dogs are there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dog or partner. My hair appointments take three hours. <laughs> yeah. Partner. <laughs> Par- partner. Partner. Like, only because they're short haired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the last one, dog or partner. I always lick my plate clean. Oh. Uh, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs for sure. Dogs for me at my end. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Both. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Uh, Yeah. Uh, During an interview, you said the following controversial quote. I love dogs, but I love people more. Mm. Our question is, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is that is definitely a controversial topic in my <laughs> space, in our space. Yeah. I think I'm the opposite. It depends, <laughs> but I think like because Evan, you work in the dog space, you're surrounded by dogs all the time. And my boyfriend always reminds me of this, like when your hobbies mm. become your job they're not as fun anymore right so I (laughs) deal with people every day where I'm thinking like oh being around dogs would be awesome all day but then when that becomes reality (laughs) it's probably the opposite business and pleasure yeah Yeah. there's um I'm I'm really working on this concept when I when I write a book it's going to be about that um it's a concept that i'm working on is like your relationship with your dog versus your relationship with people and just like why in some ways your relationship with your dog will always be better than it could like it, it, you can't compare it to how it is with people like your dog is your relationship with your dog is like nothing else and you know man's best oh, yeah. friend kind of thing but it's like yeah, there's just it's a whole different thing. But equally, like they're not the same species. And I think that's why people are hurting so bad that get dogs that abandon <laughs> relationships with people and then just um, anthropomorphize their dogs to the point where their dogs are like, I got to take over this person's this person's losing it, you know um and and they're getting dogs rather than having kids (laughs) they're getting dogs rather than having kids but they're getting dogs and having conversations (laughs) with their dogs when they need to talk to somebody you know when they need to talk to another human that's going to be like that's not healthy or it's okay you know we get a lot of the it's okay from our dog but um yeah but i love my people Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Different relationships. <laughs> Different yeah. relationships. Yeah. And both are needed. Yes. Both are needed. Yeah. All right. The last piece, Evan, now that you've kicked off your career as an artist, a singer, uh, uh, we are going to end the episode with a game of Name That Tune. <laughs> I'm going to read some lyrics and you're going to try to guess the song and you get bonus points if you can guess the singer. Okay. All right, so our first one is, it's like rain on your wedding day. 
It's a free ride when you already paid. It's the good advice. Alanis Morissette. Yes, yeah. you got it. <laughs> First slide. It's like, when can I cut her off? <laughs> All right, the next one I have to like hide because I'm going to try to do it seriously and I can't watch you guys. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hide. <laughs> do, do hast, do has mish. Uh, hey, um, do, do has. Rob Zombie. Do so has mish. <laughs> it's not Rob Zombie. Do, uh, do hast. I only know because I just got back from Germany. Rammstein. Rammstein, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, and our last one. I really don't understand why my dog doesn't want to listen to me. I do everything for him. I tell him that I love him, and I even got him a gift and put it underneath the Christmas tree. Buy him a sweater and two or three Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Plus, he's allowed to sleep on my bed and allowed to go on my head, and he's allowed to do whatever he wants to. I don't know, but I need to hear this song. No guesses? No, no guesses. The instrument that is played in this song, this is a hint, is a ukulele. Did I write this? <laughs> Oh, is this the little dog song? Is this the little dog song? I don't know if it's the little dog song, but it it was one of your first songs. You are the content creator of it. Oh, wow. I was like, two Tempur-Pedic mattresses. That sounds like something I would say, and I'm pretty sure I said that in the dog food song or something similar to that. The thing is, I, I actually have so many gems that need to be released that just haven't so yes you have <laughs> i've lost one. track of them <laughs> you have one on your instagram yeah. when you do the link tree yeah um you can click on a link and it brings you to that song that's about foster fail yeah it's really yeah, good. Yeah. it's really good <laughs> yeah foster fail and um the dog food yeah song the dog food on, song is good too are, are on there so oh before goodness. we wrap the show up evan can you tell our guests how and where they can find you I am the only dog at style. So uh, D-O-G-G-E-T-T style.com or Instagram or YouTube or anywhere. All right. Awesome. And that is a wrap. Uh, yep. So tune in next week on Let's, Let's Boop, Boop Snoots. Bye, meow. Boop, boop. <laughs> Bye, meow. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't understand why my dog doesn't want to listen to me. I do everything for him. I tell him that I love him. And I even got him a gift, put it underneath the Christmas tree. Buy him a sweater and two to three Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Plus he's allowed to sleep in my bed and he's allowed to go on my head. And he's allowed to do whatever he wants to.